dialed in to Fox and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Well, welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Um, we have a guest tonight, Nick. We do. I love guests. I do love guests, too. Um, and before we get to our guest, what's the most important thing? What are you drinking? I, I have something fun tonight. So I am Arbor Brewing. I picked up Holiday Bake Sale Double Milk Stout. It is it is very uh, very stouty. <laughs> you get a, get a little lactose in there. Yeah, you definitely do. You can taste the milk. Um, I forgot to save a little bit of this one for you, so you'll need a little bit of the next one. Yeah, this thing, uh, right, keeping with my uh, my diet fast, yes. uh, Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, and then when that's gone, I have a Michelob Ultra Superior Light Beer. <laughs> real, ex- real excited about mine. I do have a Blake's again too, oh, in, in case uh, in case I need to get there. Good for you. So this week we're talking to Anthony Pierre. Yeah. Um, and I know you're really excited about this because you love talking real estate. You and I love talking to other people's strategies, right? Because not everybody has the same one. Right. So, Anthony, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, Anthony Pierre, real estate investor, uh, owner of uh, Estate Masters Real Estate Academy, MacTown Investments, Anthony Pierre and Associates. What other company? Oh, do construction as well, APA construction. So all these different businesses, man, uh, more than you can even imagine. Uh, I, I'm I'm the type of person I believe hold heavily in partnerships and 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 building you know bridges with people. So that's something that I'm really uh, really interested in. And, and I've been you know also a real estate investor, been investing for more than twenty uh, plus years, and. I've helped hundreds and hundreds of people around the world um, learn how to invest, in, you know, in a different way. Kind of the way that I invest is a little bit different than your traditional investments because of how I learned the game. So I kind of come at it from a different uh, perspective, uh, which uh, I think is important because you can kind of always infuse your individuality on anything that you do. And I think that's important because it allows you to be you. Uh, and also it gives you other values and jewels that you can share to other people that maybe other people don't see, uh, that they can get something out of it. So, so that's, that's me, man. Uh, you know, that's a little bit about my life. I got, I've got a wife and I got four uh, beautiful children, uh, you know, family man, been, been a family man for, you know, from day one, uh, one of the reasons why I opened my company and started investing is because, I wanted to be there for my kids and have that type of time. Uh, so, you know, so that was really big for me, you know, and I always have been, you know, through my entire life. That's what a friend of mine, we were just talking, so we had a real estate meetup um, here in Grand Rapids. And uh, buddy was like, hey, are you going? Hey, are you going? And I was like, God, you know, I, I got I to gotta do this. And we were talking about, and he's like, yeah, I really want to spend time with my family. He goes, you know, we we keep saying that we build this business for our family and we just continue to grow the business and you lose that focus. And, um, you know, I go on vacation quite often. I mean, I just went away with <laughs> away this weekend again, uh, you know, to Frank and Muth. And, uh, but, you know, to me, I re- like when I, when I say I do it for my family and that's really like, 
I don't need to get to astronomical things like some of the other people. I'm when when most real estate people see me, they see me around my family, right? I mean, my 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 wife and kid are not into it, right? But like, they'll show up and they'll do things. Like, I can't really do it as an event. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really give all my time to that. That's that man. I'm in the exact same way, man. I mean, you know, I love. I mean, me and my wife, we have we have lunch every every day together. You know, stuff like that. I value that type of stuff, man. Sure. You know, that little time where we, you know, we get to sit and talk, and you know, we do. We do family worship together. We do all kinds of things, man, that we just do together that just kind of bonds your family as a whole and allows you to really be able to uh, just, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor, man. Sometimes we just sit and work, 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 work. And then we think we're going somewhere, but really you're not even going anywhere. And then everything else around you starts to collapse and you don't even notice that it's collapsing until it's too late because you wasn't paying attention. So So I I see a big giant poster right behind your head, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and it just happens to have your name right on that. Is, now, is that your book that you, I see you're a best-selling author? Yeah, that's my book, man. I'm, I'm getting better at like marketing and putting things out. I might even wear a sticker on my forehead eventually just to tell people, that's, you got to let people know. So I got this, this, uh, actually I got a, uh, one of my, uh, somebody won this. So I, I got to send this off eventually. So uh, she said, but you can use it for now, but you need to make sure you send me my poster. So I got to send this yeah. poster out <laughs> and signed it. So I'm going to take advantage of it. But yeah, I got a book that I wrote, man. It's called Boundless uh, Success. It's actually um, a, little, a book, a little bit about my life. Uh, I, I combined uh, with a, a bunch of other authors, just like 29 authors. We all came together. A lot of them are extremely successful. Some of them multimillionaires. I mean, just came together to kind of give you know, an ideal of, you know, life when you're in the trenches and when things aren't going well and when you think that you got it all figured out and then you realize you don't, you know, what do you do? How do you overcome? And for me in this book, this was actually a really coming out party for me. And I know you talked about it earlier when we were, we were talking about how, you know, COVID kind of created this opportunity for you. Well, COVID kind of did the same thing with me because I was, you know, just kind of enjoying family. And, and then I had one of my mentors say, Hey man, why don't you uh, come join this project with us? You know? And uh, I jumped on with them uh, because it just made sense. And then boom, here you go. And then, you know, what, three months later, bestseller, all that good stuff. You know, I didn't even, wasn't even thinking about any of that type of stuff. I really could care less about it because, you know, as an investor, we kind of be in our world. Like we don't have to deal with anyone. We could just make moves and be in this little, you know, this little area, little box and not really coming out. But I was wanting to come out with my program. That was something I had been working on for years and I could have been brought it out. It was a program that I actually originally had in prison. Uh, so this kind of forced me to really do it. Like, because all my students used to say, hey, when are you going to bring this thing back? When are you going to bring it out to the world? Like, you know, when are you going to let other people, you know, know about this? So so, yeah. that, so this book allowed me to just kind of come out, bring out a little bit about me, my life, give a little bit of value. And just more so, uh, one of the titles in the book for mine is There's No Such Thing as Failure. And the reason why that was, in, was key and why I used that title is because, first and foremost, I was a pretty successful investor before I, I caught my case. When I uh, and then secondly, I had four kids. Uh, you know, I felt like I let them down when the situation happened. And this book kind of talks a little bit about my life uh, about that. You know, and and that's that title that kind of just lays out the foundation because of this interruption in my life. Sure. Where I end up having to go away uh, for six years in prison. So, so it's, it's a pretty good book. So we're gonna get into that in a second, but first I gotta do. Let's plug. 
Yeah, of course. Because we know nothing about branding. As I'm drinking out of a box of brews glass, wearing a box of brews shirt with a box of brews. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. That's how you gotta do, man. <laughs> so, so yeah, let's get into listening into this real bit. quick, right? So you you were investing before you you went away to prison, and then you while you were in prison, you were teaching people, and then you came out and created a whole business off of the idea. So, um, all right, walk me through. When did you start investing? You know what? I started investing back in in 1998, 2000, right around that. I started learning. I got out of college in 1997. I actually I was an athlete, student athlete, played college ball. Uh, thought I was going to the NFL like every kid that goes into college, and you know worked out for maybe 13. I don't know a bunch of NFL teams. and really had an opportunity to do it, uh, but I really kind of got burnt out with football. And I started thinking about business and about life. So I did a, I was talking to one of my buddies and I was saying, man, what if football don't work out? What should, what, what are we going to do with our lives? I said, because I know I don't really want to teach as a special education teacher. That, that was what I was studying. And I kind of came to the conclusion, like, I don't think I want to do this. And it wasn't, had nothing to do with the kids. I love the kids. It had everything to do with the environment. I really didn't like the environment. One of the things I hated was, I don't know if you guys remember, but I hated the lunchroom smell and that wet mop smell that when you walk into school, you can just always smell it. Like, and that was the first thing right now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I couldn't stand that smell. And then I really couldn't deal with the teacher's lounge because I was always that bad kid. So when you was in there talking about them kids, I'm like, so this is what you guys used to do when we was kids. So I was like, you know what? I can't do this for for the next 30, 40 years of my life. So uh, I switched my major, man, and started thinking differently. And I came across, uh, I started looking at where where's the money at? And one of the things that I came across was real estate. Uh, and then I also came across sales. So I, I said, hey, you know, most salespeople make six figures, you know, doing sales. So yep. I was like, that's the number one, you know, uh, you know, number one position or opportunity for people, uh, you know, coming out if you really want to make some money. So that made sense to me, man. So I got started in the mortgage industry. Uh, and I end up, uh, that, and that's kind of how, because I was trying to figure out how to get to real estate. So I had a friend that was in the mortgage and told me about it. And I was like, mortgages, real estate, that's right next to each other. So then I started doing that because I figured like if I understood the money, then I could understand how to actually get into investing and get money to invest. So it just made sense to me. And that's kind of what, what was the start. So, oh, and then now you, you, what did you went to prison? So you, you, you've built a business, you've done stuff and then you, you go to prison. What did you, what did you do to get yourself put into prison for six years? All right. Well, well, First, before I even tell you that, what ended up happening, how here's what happened before that. When I came out, of, when I came out of high school, when I came out of college, I got into this business. I wanted to get into real estate. So I was trying to figure out how to make it happen. I got into the mortgage industry. And the first thing I did, I got a few mentors, started to understand different things. I started having what I like to call black spots because I couldn't figure out how to connect the dots. Like, you know, how, how do they get to here to here? So eventually I ended up getting another mentor. I actually went to a, a, a seminar with one of one became one of my, one of my mentors. And finally, for the first time, all of the dots was connected for me. It finally all made sense, you know, Who so was it? I, huh? Who was that? Russ Whitney. 
Okay. You ever heard of Russ? No, I have not. Okay. Well, you can just look him up. Russ has some scandals back in the day, but Russ was very, very, what I loved about Russ Whitney when, when I was coming up, and this is more than 20 years ago, is Russ was like the first person that I really saw that actually was real other than, you know, you had Carlton Sheets was like dominating the, the, the market. Yeah. But Russ was like this guy that came along that was just real like man I, you know he 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 came he used to work in a he was a butcher working a butcher shop and you know he was just like real you know what i mean and sure. just said hey i you know i was making xyz and he kind of got into the game and and he was one of the first people that i actually you know could could relate to uh and uh and he taught you know he taught me a lot man i learned a lot from that i had other mentors that was actually in front of me because i was doing deals i was doing deals for other investors so i was able to cling on a few different people but but he actually his seminar when I actually went to their workshop that was like what I needed man and and then I jumped out went out took what I applied what I learned from there and I ended up creating my own little system investment system and I ended up buying like 17 houses in like six months I ended up putting like 400 and twenty thousand dollars in my pocket and you know built like you know a 2.2 to two two and a half million dollar real estate portfolio within less than a year just off of that information right Heck yeah so so that was like and we was in our mid-20s so and and really to set up the, the prison thing is that we was young so it was like we thought we was on top of the world we started making all this money quickly we both just came out of college me and my uh, my brother uh we our company Tone investments we was investing and in, was also doing the real estate. I was handling the real estate division. He was in the stock markets and we was just killing the game, man. I mean, you know, we was killing it doing options and puts and things like that in the stock market. We were getting all income properties. We only bought my first buildings was 10 unit and four units, but we only bought multifamilies at that time. So, you know, we was just ahead of the game of what we were doing. And then we were hedging income, you know what I'm saying? And leveraging it through the stock market and really making a whole lot of money. So, I mean, we just like, exploding that was right there with a dot com and all that type of stuff was exploding so we kind of went up like and then the bubble burst in like uh 9-11 went boom and then you know the market crashed and so you know that was tough for us but the real estate was still good and then we started having issues in the stock market but the real estate was still kind of good but uh we was just what i learned during that time is that we get off track an inch at a time you know what I mean? Like you have, you put a plan together, you know what you're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 you start getting off track. And that was something that me and my brother learned during that period of time, because even though the stock market had crashed, we should have been, we should have exploded because we had set up what we call a hedge count in order to be able to leverage against if something like that happened. And we never even used it. And it was so funny. One day we were sitting in the office and I'm like looking at all the real estate stuff we have. And I said, Matt, I says, okay, we lost all this money in the stock. I says, but I said, well, what happened to the hedge count? Did you do anything? Did you hedge it? And he gave me this blank look on his face like, uh, no, I didn't. You know, he said, man, you know what? I was just so panicked. I, you know, I had never seen nothing like this. I panicked and I didn't even think of the hedge count. So I says, you did nothing? I says, well, what would have happened if you would have used the hedge count? He says, well, I don't know. He says, I have to go back and replay it and see what it would have did. So he went back and replayed it. Maybe four or five hours later, he comes back and he says, man, you're not going to believe this. I says, what? He says, you know, if we would have used the hedge count, he says, you know what we'd be worth right now? I says, what? He's like, $26 million. <laughs> like, Oops. So that was one of our first mistakes, man. That's the $20 million. That's the $26 million. So with that being said, 
you know, uh, I still was doing my thing in the real estate, still doing good in that in that aspect, flipping houses and just stuff like that. Owned my own mortgage company for a while. Uh, right when the when the economy uh, or the uh, the banks crashed, I was kind of just leaving that business altogether, and I was still just doing my investment stuff. And that's when I really got heavily into flipping. Uh, so I was starting to flip houses at that time. So so we were doing pretty good with the flipping. That that division was you know probably doing well over about forty grand a month just on that. And I ended up making this misstep, man, where I ended up trying to help a friend and end up getting pulled into a whole lot of mess that he had going on and it ended up just spilling over to me. And what I didn't realize is that when you associate with someone who might be selling drugs and stuff like that, if you get caught up in a case, the first person they're going to look at is who got money and they're going to try to, oh, maybe he their laundry, maybe he did this and maybe that. So they came out to me really hard, man, and, and kind of jammed me in a corner. And we was a childhood friend since we was young, but I was just really trying to help him out because he was in a bind, you know, and I was like, okay, man, well, let me, I'm going to be down in that area. And what it was is I was in Chicago. I actually had a high rise in Chicago, beautiful high rise overlook. I don't know if you've ever been down in Chicago on the Lake Shore and all that type of stuff, but I had one, had a building uh, over there that overlooked the Navy Pier, man. It was like on the 28th floor, beautiful, man. And uh, so, you know, I would go down there often and he asked me to do a favor for him. uh, And I knew what it was, you know what I'm saying? And I told him no for like a week. And he just kept asking me, man, please, you know, you, you're going to be down there. Can you help me out? And I knew the guys, too, that he was associating with. So, you know, I went ahead and said, because he owed me some money, I had put him in a couple of houses. And he got on, he got, he got, he got hard off and couldn't, uh, you know, got into a situation. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll look out for you, right? So what I end up doing is, is I end up uh, just saying, yeah, tell him, yeah, man. I just went ahead and, and uh and end up getting in there and doing it, man. And then on my way back, I ended up getting rest stopped because I didn't know that he was actually being investigated. And then my whole world just blew up. And at that time, I had four kids. Uh, my youngest was two. My oldest uh, was, uh, my oldest at the time was 16, my daughter. And then I had two boys that was eight and 10, Anthony and Aiden. So, so it was tough, man, because that, for the first time in my life, I didn't have control. And I think I think that's the that's the uh, the hardest thing, man, is when you actually don't have control. You know what I mean? So that was like the start of it, man. And, and then I was looking at over 22 years in prison for the amount of weight that was uh, found in my car. And it, it was just it became just just crazy, man. So I was just sitting there like, you know, if you would have seen my face and what it looked like. It was just ridiculous. I showed my, uh, I think I showed somebody, my mom or somebody, my my picture when they took it. You know how you get your picture when you, when you, yeah. When you, yeah. Uh, you, you see my face. I didn't even, I looked at like, I don't know if y'all knew back in the day what they called a gas face. I literally had the gas face. And it was just, yeah. it was just, I couldn't believe that I put myself in that predicament, man. Yeah. One, and one decision can change everything. So, um, all right, so you're you're in prison now, serving your sentence uh, for six years, and you start teaching people inside the prison system your real estate strategies. One of the most successful real estate investment programs in the state of Ohio prisons. Hey, Thank you. I could read it. <laughs> Thank you. What is this strategy and how did you teach it? All right. Well, well, you know, 
I ended up uh, pleading out and taking six years, uh, of course, because uh, that's what they do. You know, they put all this time on you and stack it. And then it's like, you know, do I do I go to trial right. and face 22 years or do I take this six years and, and, and run with it? So so I ended up taking the six years and ran with it and um, got into prison. And really one of the reasons why, you know, I wrote the book, there's no such thing as a failure because my mind was not lightly playing tricks on me because it was, you, you looking at your life and then now you don't forego and then now they don't attack you and they done took all this stuff from you. And then you just realize at that moment, like, you know, you may have thought you were something, but you're really nothing. And it's like the most humbling experience when you just can't do anything. Like I had, it was nothing I can do. Everything was stripped from me. And you just became like, literally like you're nothing. Uh, so for me, man, it was just really tough. And I had to kind of keep my mind right. Uh, so I started questioning this ideal of failure. You know, what is what does it really mean? And for me, I had to flip it for mental health purposes because I was going into an environment I'd never been in. I never even had a juvenile record. So I hadn't been in no trouble, nothing like that. So now I'm going into this situation and uh, man, I had to really think differently. So this idea helped me and I started really getting spiritual. And that was like for the first time in my life, I was really getting spiritual. I really was reading the Bible. And I, and I did the, the, the basic things that you usually do when you go to prison, you start kind of searching. Now, when I first got there, I wasn't on that. I wasn't trying to do anything, but a few things kind of continued to just fall on my lap and made me realize like, maybe, you know what, I may need to quit running and maybe let me just sit down and maybe start learning. And, and, and that was like the best thing that I can do. So, so I really, you know, at that point in time, I end up, you know what I'm saying, becoming spiritual, end up getting baptized, being, becoming one of Jehovah's witness. And I really started focusing on looking at things more from a spiritual perspective. So now you have real estate. Now I done did all these amazing things in real estate, done did millions in real estate. And then now I'm sitting here, you know, every day with 2000 inmates, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you nobody, right? But there were a lot of people that used to see like commercials and used to know that I was in real estate. So, you know, the buzz on the yard was always like, yo, that's Anthony, you know, yeah, he does the real estate, this, this, that. And, and the crazy thing about when you go to prison is, is that if you got any street cred, you never really ever lose that. You know what I mean? If people know that you was doing something in there, they don't look at you like you're a failure or anything like that. And, 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 and they look at you like, Hey, you know, man, you was doing these things that, you know, how you, what, what happened at first. And then it's like, well, man, don't worry about it, man. You know, you, you're going to be back. You can get out there. You're going to be doing some amazing thing. And I have one particular inmate, which was my bunkie said, Hey, I want to learn how to invest in real estate. And I says, okay, well, let me think about how I would teach you that, you know? And he says, okay, all right. So I, I thought about it and I says, okay, maybe I can teach him this way. So I, I told him, I says, yeah, I teach you under one, one circumstance. I said, one condition. He says, what? I says, you got to take all the notes. And I says, and when you go to uh, auto school, because he went to auto school outside of the yard, they worked on cars and they had computers in there. I says, you got to type everything up. So after I teach you this, I don't have to, because I already knew once I started teaching him, it was going to at least be one more person saying I want to get taught. So I says, you're going to type it all up. And he says, man, absolutely. And he says, let's start Sunday. And I was like, all right, let's get going. So for eight months, I sat down with him for an hour, mostly a week on a Sundays. And I broke down 
um, just my strategies. And what I taught was what I like to call four phases to becoming a successful real estate investor. And basically in this particular, uh, you know, uh, curriculum, I broke it down into phase one, understanding the money, banking and financing, phase two, uh, real estate investment strategies. So I would break down all the strategies for them, everything from, you know, wholesaling, from, uh, you know, bird technique, everything that they needed to know all the way up from commercial. And if they wanted to buy golf courses, didn't matter. I just showed them the whole game for the strategies. And then I got into phase three, which was uh, personal credit and business credit. I showed them the power of leverage and the power of how they actually, when they get out of prisons, you know, uh, how they want to leverage their credit and also utilize their personal credit to actually build their business credit. And in phase four, I taught them uh, establishing their corporations and utilizing government grants. I was always big on utilizing government grants any chance that I had. Uh, so I was, you know, had a lot of background with that. I actually had a top uh, grant writer that used to work for me for many years. So I actually wanted to, you know what I'm saying, teach them just the power of free money as well. Like it's all these resources out here for you guys. So I want you guys to take advantage of it. And so for, uh, so, you know, I started teaching him this and after, you know, before, you know, I started teaching him next, you know, another guy started coming. It was two guys. Then after them, you know, after they graduated, after eight months, after he typed everything up, I had another guy sat down, taught another four guys. And then before you know it, I'm out on the yard teaching like seven or eight guys. And then eventually one of my guys came to me and says, man, why don't you go see the principal? He's like, because everybody want to learn this program and it's not even enough room. You know, you're sitting at this table and everybody can't, you know, I'll have like seven guys sitting at the table and the guards walking by like, what are you doing over there? So eventually uh, I talked to the principal. The principal says, Hey, uh, I don't have room here, but she said, but I want to introduce you to the director of education for Urbana University and maybe see if they'd be willing to take on your program. So I met with Urbana University and they said, man, we love the program. We love what you're doing. We've been hearing about it. We want to make it uh, a program, a certified program where they can get a certificate and everything once they graduate. So I introduced to them a 16-week course uh, and in these four phases. And we got we opened up, man. We got going with them and they gave me some space. They gave me classrooms and gave me resources and gave me copiers and gave me everything that I needed. They even gave me access to internets and anything that I needed to get information so that I can educate. Uh, these guys and really teach them the game. Uh, so, and what made it really interesting is that most of the college courses that are taught in, in, in the prison, usually the average class size is anywhere between 10 to 10 to 15 students on average. Uh, you never really had that many in that, but I taught two, two classes per semester. Uh, I would teach on Mondays and Wednesdays, one class and on Tuesdays and Thursday, another class, and my average uh, amount of enrollment for those classes was over 35 students. Sometimes I have 40 students in there in each class. Uh, so I taught that for, you know, three or four years before, what well, about three years before I ended up getting out, and uh, and I came out, and the crazy thing is that I was teaching that for a while now, for maybe a couple of years, about two and a half years, I was teaching it in there, and then finally it was time for me to come home. And the, the crazy thing about it is, is because when I was coming home, I taught them a blueprint, right? I gave them a blueprint. But the whole objective of the program is you would never have to come back to prison. I'm going to show you guys how to get out. I'm going to teach you the game. You don't have to come back to prison. You don't have to do none of this stupid stuff. You don't have to sell drugs. You don't have to do none of that. Just do these things, right? And I, and I taught them what I call the 24 
I taught them the, uh, the 24, uh, 24 month rule and, you know what I'm saying? And, and what to do for the first 24 months when they got out and how that would, you know, impact them. And then, and then they went into after the 24 months, it got into their, that's like their two year plan. Then they got into their three, five, and then their 10 year plan. So I taught them this, right? So guys was learning this stuff and they were getting out as they was learning, like they'll graduate. Some of them guys would go home or whatever. So you don't know that you got an ecosystem just, just developing out there, right? So I didn't even think about that. So I come home and I get out finally uh, in 2015. And I, I tell my cousin, I says, hey, uh, let's stop at, I, gotta, I need to go see my PO. So let's go get that out the way right now. She was like, okay, great. So she took me to go see my parole officer. I'm sitting there in front of my parole officer. She says, well, you know, you, you, you consider low risk. You didn't get any trouble, nothing like that. You was in there. So you don't got to report. Uh, you just got to text me or send me an email twice a year. I was like, okay, sweet. She says, but what are you going to do with your life? So the funny thing is, is that I was teaching them like what they need to do to get out. So I was sitting there like, uh, I don't know, because while I was in there, I did get certified as a water treatment operator. I actually got my certification as a, uh, as a competent mechanic, you know, never really worked with my hands, but I, I learned all these skills while I was in there because I just took, I took going to prison as if like I was going away to school. So I was getting my hands on anything that I wasn't doing. You know, I knew real estate, but shoot, I didn't know nothing about working on cars. I definitely know nothing about water. I learned more about water and different mathematics that I would never even thought exist. You know what I mean? So it's like, but it was all challenges, right? For me. And that was the whole point, even in a book is what I tell you in terms of changing your mindset, how you look at things differently. And then it becomes this blessing. So I'm sitting there with her and I tell her, well, you know what? But I really want to open back up my real estate company. And she says, Oh, she said, you know what? You're like the 10th student that then came in here, a 10th inmate that then came in here talking about that they're setting up their own real estate program and this, this, that. And I was like, okay. She said, yeah. She said, they said they was get, being taught by somebody in, in prison that was teaching them how to invest in real estate and this, this, that. And I'm just sitting there listening to her. She's like, yeah. She like, so she says, yeah. She was like, and you know what? I, I was, I was in, I was amazed at what I was seeing. I says, well, I think that was my program. And she's like, so you was the guy that was teaching? I says, yeah, yeah, I think that was my program. She's like, she says, well, look, I want to, and her eyes lit up. And she said, I want to commend you. She was like, I've never seen anybody more prepared in their lives when they came out and ready to know what they were about to do when they got out of prison and had a plan set up in terms of what they were doing on day one. She's like, I was so shocked. And I just started smiling because I was sitting here and I had no plan. I was just sitting there, but I thought like, okay, now I definitely got to start back investing because I got all these people out here now that I took my systems and they heard doing it. So, uh, so man, when I got home, uh, I, I said, you know what? I opened back up Mactone Investments and, you know, I got going, man. And I figured like, Hey, let me go ahead and see what I can do in the game. So that way I'm able to support. So when I left, I had some students, or you can call them disciples or whatever you want to call them, that took the program and continued the program, and it had, and it's still continuing in the prison to this day, even during COVID, because even though they shut down the schools during COVID, I was talking to uh, a guy uh, a few weeks ago, and he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, that's the hottest thing on the yard. He says, we, we, this in, this in the, it's in the actual dorms now. It's like, and everybody, you know, they're still having classes and, and they're still teaching people uh, this particular system and program in there, man. So I've been blessed, you know what I'm saying, in that sense, man, and, and, and to be able to actually spread those type of seeds, you know what I'm saying, to people.
So I know you and I get really excited when somebody listens to us. Yeah. I got to imagine, Anthony, you know, in the situation you were in, when people would sit there and say, hey, I want to know more about this, that, that had to give you a, a purpose while, you know, you, you did that time. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's the thing. It was like, it's like you ask, you, you, you going through it, but then you realize. So, so what happened to humility ended up you know, removing the veil from my eyes, man. And it made me see people. So it made me see people for what they were. So I didn't really see like murderers or nothing like that, or drug dealers. I just seen human beings and people, man. And, and then I started realizing what they really needed. All they really needed, you know what I'm saying, is really somebody to take time to really teach them the game, like teach them to look differently and then challenge them in a different way. You know, I, I remember I used to sit here, I used to do this before the class and I would ask them, I would say, what do you guys, if you can have anything in the world, what would you want? If you can have that right now. And I, I always start the class off like this because I always was curious to see what, what these guys would say. And my, my students were anywhere from 17 to 70 so it was just a wide discrepancy so so i would say you know what do you want and don't you know i would write down be writing it down on the board what they will all say and you know you know one of the one of the main things that was just popular is that they wanted peace and they wanted to be able to take care of their families that was it so when you when you went into prison, now you had you had a successful real estate business, and I, now were these buy and holds or were you strictly doing flips? Like what? I w- I started my I started my career off doing buy and holds. Everything that I bought was multifamilies. I wouldn't purchase anything. I would only pay the water bills. I would make sure that everyone had their own, paid their own electric. Uh, that was kind of my system. Uh, I would buy anything two families or more. I wouldn't buy any, I wouldn't buy any single family. So when I first started off, that's how I, I, I invested. I just buy and hold, bought all multifamilies, all income driven properties, because at that time my strategy was to take cash flow and then we continue to invest cash flow, you know what I'm saying, to flip it, to turn it, to make it into more money. And that's how you know, we were doing it, you know, with the stock market and kind of blew that up to millions of dollars. That's kind of how we did it with, with a system we was using there. And then later on, I started, um, getting into flipping because I was like, I'm used to doing 10 bathrooms and five bathrooms and just going one house. And, you know, and all you got to do is a couple of bathrooms. I'm like, man, this is super easy. So, you know, it became, so flipping became kind of easy for me, like just going in there and, and, you know, because I was already doing older buildings, older houses, dealing with a lot of the issues that come with that. Uh, so when I would get into these older homes that I used to start falling in love with, like older Victorian style homes and just a big house. So those big old houses or farmhouses and stuff, it just became something that I, I really liked doing. So I actually added that as well. Uh, so I started doing that. And that was what I was doing before I, I got locked up. Now, since I've been home, you know what I'm saying? I've been doing a little bit. I've been doing primary. I've been doing a lot of wholesaling. I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot of wholesaling, but a ton of flips uh, is what I've been doing. And right now, you know, we have our eyes on some bigger, major, uh, major investments. You know, I think I built... Uh, within three years, I purchased probably over 10, 10 and a half million dollars in real estate, just being home. You know what I mean? So uh, I purchased a whole block, uh, which was like 
eight Victorian homes was one of my big projects uh, that I had and just tons of stuff, man. So I was doing a lot of flips and I was doing a few holds here and there, but now we're starting to invest more heavenly into Maltes because that was like the plan, like, you know, and yeah, then, yeah I'm sorry, go ahead. No, did the government seize any of your assets because right, they thought it was drug related? So, I mean, did yeah. your wife, your wife yeah. did you live off of your residual income when you were away? Like, you know, and so did, did you really set up your family before you were gone or, or did that get taken no, away that, from you? No, that was the thing, man. I really, you know, we had got rid of a lot of different things and I really didn't see, I got caught blindsided, man. And what ended up happening is, is that, uh, they started seizing, they started coming out there like my cars, they started coming after everything. And, you know, because they did that, it just threw everything in a rut. And then on top of that, one of the lessons that I learned and and is that you really, you can't do it all by yourself. I had a lot of things that I was just doing because I love real estate. So I would just be doing all kinds of different stuff. And I had all different types of things going on, but then now you go away and then somebody got to step and sit in your chair and they're like, what the heck? You know, and I and I can have I can remember at that time, you know, uh my my girl was like, I can't do this. You you got too much stuff going on. You got this over here, you got that. I, you know, I'm over here and I'm running over here. So she was just struggling with the whole idea of running this thing. So for me, which I wouldn't advise this at home, but for me, I just said, forget it. I don't even care. You know, because at that time, man, I was just locked up. I mean, going back hindsight, I probably would have did things differently, but I just didn't want to put no additional burden on them and trying to have people running around doing all this stuff. So she's like, what do you mean? I said, let it go. Whatever happens, I don't even care. You know what I'm saying? I'm just fighting for my life right now. So that became my priority. Uh, It probably was the best decision in a sense because you know, before that, that's all I was thinking about. And they're like, my real estate, oh, this is that, what's going on? How does this, you know, and, and trying to get people to do this and do that. And, and, and many disappointments along the way. And it wasn't their fault. I put them in that predicament, right? So I just kind of relieved that pressure from them and just figured like, you know what? We just, we'll just get through it the best way we can get through it, you know? And we was able to get through it, so. Well, see, and I know like with me, um, when I got sick, you and I sat here and talked about, hey, you need to do this for me. You need to do that for me because I knew my wife and daughter could not figure out what's money. Right. And, you know, they both had some money. But if I had died, which I was pretty close, um, they would have had a whole lot of money and not known what to do with it. And I have one person that I trust with money and it's you. That's scary. It is kind of scary. I mean, you know, I, I have a lot of really good friends, but, you know, if I have a money question, right. I call you. If you have a money question, you call me and we sit there and we bounce those ideas off of each other. And, you know, I, I, I made sure that if something drastic happens, you're going to be there and, and pick up those pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finding I'm more of that. So I have a very good friend. Um who I hope we have on sometime uh, out of New York and his portfolio is yeah. and uh, right. Like we've known each other now for like a year, but like we've become just like, we instantly just, it was, it was amazing. And so he's like, Hey, he's having some medical troubles. And he's like, Hey, if I die, I want you to, and I was like, 
what do you like you want your wife this like this this like what do you, you want residual income what do you want like guaranteed this and i was like like you know if i buy it like i'm guaranteed i'm taking this for like six bucks right like right. Laughs. you know he paid like 50 million bucks for a building i was like i'm giving her six and i'm gonna tell her it's definitely worth it right and i'll even make payments on that six bucks and he's like such an ass and i was like i get it right i'm so <laughs> glad i don't own real estate <laughs> but no you know um but like I, I have that credibility that's built up to like where I, I can understand, I can understand making a dollar last week. Right. And mm-hmm. we talk about cheap meals. We talk about things. And I'm like, look, whatever you have, I can make this, I can make this into something. Well, I mean, not only do we talk about cheap meals, but yeah. we sit there and we talk about, you know, accountability yeah. and, you know, surrounding yourself with people that have your best interests in mind. I mean, you know, I've said this before as a coach, I hate everyone. Yeah, on the other <laughs> side. This is the only field I have money. Yeah, that I sit there and I celebrate other people's wins. Everybody's yeah. I I get so jacked up when somebody's like, "Hey, I paid off a credit card," or "Hey, I just bought a new house." I get so excited. Yeah. So where where are you wholesaling right now? Are you just wholesaling? Um, uh, I'm 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 actually doing it all over the country right now. I got a bunch of deals going on. Uh, Matter of fact, I just got like seven new deals. A lot of them are uh, multi multi million dollar deals uh, that we're working on right now uh, in different places on some of the wholesaling. Uh, Arizona, I got one. Uh, I got I got a project right now that I'm uh, working on in uh, Nevada. Nevada, I have stuff coming in from places like Florida. Uh, which Florida, a lot of times, is, it's been got expensive over the last few years in Florida, uh, sure. but you still can squeeze some different things. And then, of course, I still do a lot of stuff here in Ohio. And right now, I got two buildings that I'm renovating and fixing two uh, big houses that I'm flipping right now as well. So, uh, but my biggest thing right now, what I've been really doing is uh, got some bigger commercial stuff that we got our eye on. Just to put a, just put another five unit under contract today, uh, but. What I've been really focusing on is my education program, man. Uh, that That is like really like my passion. I think after doing that and then having that, I really missed that. So it was like when I finally got the opportunity to really, you know, open back up the academy and start really being able to teach people these strategies and, and really teach people some of, the, some of the mistakes, like how you guys pointed out about, you know, what do you do with your money? What do you do with your assets? Those are some of the things that I had the pleasure of being able to teach them in prison. And now I got the pleasure to teach, you know, people now, you know, how you set up things, how you set up things automatically, how do you utilize and leverage insurance and other different things that can help you so that you can take the pressure off your families and you're not sitting here and everybody running around wondering what they need to do, where you already kind of like set the whole stage and laid it all out. So therefore, no matter what, automatically, it's already known what needs to be done and what needs to happen if something was to happen to you. So, you know, so I think that's that's the thing that I get the pleasure. And then also it holds you accountable because it's like, you know, we procrastinate on a lot of different things that we know we probably should do you know, and get things in order. So the the magic thing about when you teach it is like, it makes you make sure that your stuff, all your ducks is in a row, you know, as well, you know, and if they not, it's like, okay, I need to make sure we get this together because if I'm teaching on these things, all my things need to be in a row as well. You know what I mean? So, so I think that's the beauty about it because, you know, we can get into this game and if you're in real estate, you understand that, you know, it's, it, it can be a fast and sometimes it can be extremely slow game, but it's a oh. consistent game. You know what I mean? I go through. Excuse me. I go through. Um, 
uh, a lot of like mental issues with real estate, right? Because you have so many highs and you have lows, right? Because when you're out there grinding and it's working and, and you're you're getting deals like and you're just you're untouchable and you're on top of the world, right? And then um, you know if you go months without getting a bite or something like that, right? You just feel like you're, you're failing. And, and even though, even though in your back pocket, right, you have, you have $50 million that you've done and you're successful in and whatever, right? But like all that matters to you is the chase of that, that next thing and the next go, right? Like even if it's kind of grand that you're sitting there, just like, wow, like I, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing nothing. Like everything can be running perfect. You're sitting here just going, huh? All right, this, is this it? Like, 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 what did I screw up? And suddenly you have to like refocus on yourself. Um, you know, I, I, I get the game. Like, it, it's emotionally it sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it could, you know, it could be, you know, and and I love that you keeping it real because a lot of people look at real estate and they just think they want to come in and and the gravy. The the best thing that if you ever come into real estate, and that's why I always tell people, if you come into real estate, get your mentor because you need to get someone who's already been in the game that's going to help you have the right mindset. Because if you think you're just going to come in and do all these amazing things, which you can definitely do, yeah. But if you don't have the right mindset going in and you don't understand the market, because one of the things that I've learned is that it doesn't matter the market. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. Like literally you could take me and you can drop me off anywhere. And within a week, I'll know everything I need to know about your city and I'll know where the money's at. Right. But that's because of me being doing this game for a long period of time. Right. And studied the game and being a student of the game. Right. You know, we get excited about things that other people be looking at. Like, are you crazy? Like when we see a market changing, the first thing we start doing is smiling like, Oh, it's the market is shifting. Yeah. Here's where we need to go. Here's where the money at, right? So because you know you got this window and you need to be in there. And if you're in that window, you get to ride it up. No different than if you was riding up a stock or whatever it is. It's like it's about the boom. So let me jump right in here and get in, in, in your entry. It's everything. When you enter into the game, it's it's everything. Some people get in just enough time, some people just get in too late. But we know that if you can get in at the right time, no matter if the market's going up, it's changing from a buyer's to a seller market, it's, it's, it's money everywhere. And, and that's kind of the eco kind of organic type system that I teach uh, my students so that they understand that, you know, you can make money all day long, no matter what's going on. But if you let something affect you and then you get blinded, like I lost probably $100 million dollars. Uh, in in 2020 because of COVID, but not because it wasn't there. The money was there. It was in front of me. But because I was sitting up here focusing on a, maybe a $6 million deal that was that was struggling with, things wasn't going right. And I was just focusing, focusing, focusing on this and everything was just going crazy. And I'm trying to hold it all together. But I was having these other deals come in front of me. And it wasn't until later when when the opportunity left that I actually focused in let yeah. me look at this deal. Is this deal still available? No, it's not available, right? So it's like, what? How did I miss this? This was right here on my desk. They sent it to me first. You know, it's like, so, you know, what I try to teach is, is that you got to always be woke, man. You can't let what's happening to you, you know what I'm saying, affect your mode and your mood. You actually got to make sure that you focus like, okay, what's the task today? Like, yeah. get your butt up out of bed and get focused on what needs to be done. And, 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 and figure out a way, 
you know, one of the things that I understand that's so important for our industry, because we always need what? Money, right? I mean, in our industry, we always need money. I mean, you got to buy houses. Are you going to, if you're going to a million dollars or $10 million, we got to go get money, right? You know what I'm yep. saying? So nobody is spending their own money for none of this, right? We always are other people's money. We're always pulling people together, things together. Well, the only way that you can do that is that you always got to get in the room. You got to actually meet people. You got to actually talk to people. You got to get like-minded people. You got to get people that may share your vision because I may not, I may not can't see your vision and I could probably very well help you, but because I can't see your vision, I shouldn't be the one that deters you and stop you. Right. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean that it's not a great vision. So I teach them, look, you're going to have people that's going to not see what you see, but it's going to be somebody out there. That's going to see what you see. Yep. I, uh, one person. Yeah, I was uh, when I was talking. I was in this last meetup, and um, so I I'm just known for giving away information, and I and for some reason I draw the the new people that always just have questions, and and so I always forget to ask for what I want. And like mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine called me out, and he's like, "Look, you always just give so much, and he's like, you spend all this time like during your meetup, like three hour meetup, whatever it is, and like I'm just I'm constantly just not getting anything in return mm-hmm. from this, and you know, I hope that someday, but like." Uh, so this last meetup, like I made sure I went to go find, like I knew I had to ask, right? Like I, I took it as a challenge. Like I need to say, hey, I'm looking for houses in this area. This is what I want. Ended up meeting a guy who owns a four unit in Granville, like the area I want, like everything. And I was like, let's follow. So I follow up and just, but I, you know, right away I meet this kid who's like, yeah, I'm just getting started. And I, I said exactly to him. He's like, I was like, all right, where do you see yourself? What do you want to do? And he's like, oh, you know, just start. And I was like, oh, you know, how, how hungry are you? Oh, man, I, I want to make this. And I was like, good. Do what nobody else is doing. Or go knock on every fucking door. I was like, mm-hmm. you walk out of here right now. Yep. Who cares about this? This is going to do nothing for you. And he's, I was like, go knock on every door and ask these people if they want to sell their house. I was like, if you're that hungry, if you really tell me you want it more than anything in this world, get out there, go knock on the door. I was like, I guarantee you this entire row will probably say no, but if you make a right turn, one of them will say yes. And he's like, what? He's like, well, how do I put it under contract? And I was like, you get a piece of paper, right? You write the stupid thing down. Like, these are the three things you need, right? You need the address. You can find the parcel number. You need a signature and you need a price. Really, that's it. If you want to get it notarized because you're trying to be professional, awesome, do it. But my, my, my purchase agreement is one line piece of paper. And it states very basic stuff because I, I deal with people who don't want to think when, when, when wholesalers and all that call me, they're like, hey, let me ask you this. And it's like, don't ask me fucking questions, right? Yep. Yep. Here you go. Ready? Number one, this is what I'm going to give you. This is what it is. This is why you like it. This is how it is, right? Like, and I'm going to guarantee to close this thing really quickly. I was like, and we talked about, you were talking about markets and knowing the area. And I'm like, look, look around here. And this is, you know, we're in, we're in Granville. I was like, you're at, you're at $250,000 houses. Let's just average this as $250,000. I was like, so if you get a person to sell you a house for 170000 bucks. Right, you just walk in, you go, hey, this isn't, you know, this isn't perfect, blah blah. Tell you like one hundred seventy thousand dollars cash right now, mm-hmm. and they're gonna go, uh, and then and then you can change that and go, hey, look, say right now, but like we need to get title company and we have to sign it. You, you bought the house, you know how it works. We just need to sell it kind of backwards. And we're like, okay, you walk them through this process. I was like, how hungry do you want? To get out there and do it, right? I said I don't do it anymore because I, I, I you have places, yeah. <laughs> it's like if I was. If I got hungry again and I had to restart, I'm the first person. I wouldn't be at this meetup, right? Like, I would be knocking on doors. Like, you'd be at the meetup, but I'd, I'd be knocking on the door that I didn't have, right? Just, yeah. 
I keep, a, I mean, you know, I had one of my buddies and he's, he's doing, he's really successful too as an investor. And he came in the game back when I came in the game as well. And I talked to him uh, yesterday and he like, man, Anthony, he's like, are you finding any good deals? He's like, man, we out here struggling. I said, man, I got more deals than I can even have. He's like, what? He's like, I'm, I'm out here, you know, struggling. I'm like, you know, you done got a little bit too fat. You know, you sitting back and you ain't out here continuing to put in moves. You know, that's why I always tell people, like, I tell you, man, go, go get in the room. And what I mean by go get in the room is, man, go find, go socialize, go talk to people, go let people know what you're doing. You know, the thing of it is, is that anytime I, even if I borrow money from somebody, I'm never borrowing money. And I never feel like I'm ever, you know, begging somebody for money because I'm giving you an opportunity. It's all about, it's all about perception. I don't care if you got a hundred million dollars. Hey, I got this, I got this opportunity over here. Is this something that you might be interested in? I don't know what your needs are, but here's what we got going on. Here's what we offer. Do you think you might be interested or do you know somebody might be interested? That's just a simple conversation, you know, and now that I got students starting to practice that stuff and they're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Like, you know, but we, we're so afraid to go ask for what we want because we don't want people to quote unquote, oh, think that we need them. But in reality, man, we all need someone none of us can do nothing like you guys made a very good point when you thought about it, your life was uh on the brink of maybe losing your life you thought about your friend you needed them you you said hey if it's anybody i need i need you and then i'm gonna need you now right and that's all of us we all need people so that's the biggest problem that's the reason why most people struggle and fail is because we got this idea that this world or this system teaches us that we independent man ain't nobody freaking independent and ain't no such thing it does not even exist you know what i'm saying it's not independent we all need people so when you understand that or at least you realize that and you stay within that confinement you're going to actually be successful because you understand that people need you i need them you may not, like you said, you may not be in wanting to go out and grind. I'm willing to go out and grind. I'm going to go hit all the doors for you. So you're going to feel it's, you know what I'm saying? It's reciprocity. You're going to feel like you need to do something for me. If I go to the doors and I do all this work for you and I'm coming back loyalty to you and saying, hey, you're going to be like, man, this freaking guy is a machine. Yep. What can I do? I, 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 matter of fact, here, man, here go extra 10 grand, man. Matter of fact, you know what? What do you need? I'm a, you, you're going to feel like you need to do something. And that's what these young guys don't understand. Like, it's the, it's the grind. It's the hustle. If we see you working and then you also benefit, we're going to make sure you eat. We're going to make sure you're taken care of. Oh, yeah. And that's what I, I tell them. Like, I said, look, you know, like, I was like, how much does five grand mean to you, right? Because five grand to, to me is way different than five grand to a person just starting out, right? I mean, five grand is... I said, cool. Tell you what, you go put this kind of, like you walk on these doors, you do exactly what I tell you. And if you get one to sign for 170 in this area, I will hand you five grand. All you do is hand me over the contract. And they're like, what? And I was like, I guarantee you'll have five grand in your hand because I know I'm making 50. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, simple. like yeah. I'll give you all day. Tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to look at another house, right? Yeah. They hit me up and they go, hey, you know, I, I heard you buy through this or whatever. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, cool uh just to let you know you're going to be our contractor granted i dress in a t-shirt and of jeans and, and like so i look at a contractor all day and they're like yeah so house is worth you know one hundred ninety thousand dollars. i'm picking it up only for a hundred thousand bucks and they're like hey this is a story and i'm like great so i have people finding me stuff to do the right thing and it's really again it goes you go find it i will pay you like if you got the contract wholesaling right how wholesaling works is you go get a contract and then you sell that contract for profit 
And, uh, you know, I, I don't care how much you make. you make. If you got the house for a dollar and you're selling it to me for a hundred grand, you made a hundred grand and I'm only going to make 50. I made 50. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm a happy guy. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, tomorrow, honestly, I, I pretty much, I'm going to buy it sign on scene already, <laughs> but I have to go see it. So that way, you know, I make sure all, all this stuff. Is it's, it's so funny, boring. man. I, you know, when I first started my career, like I, I never even, I would have contracts. I would put out 30 or 40 contracts out and I would never even go see them until they accepted them. Like I didn't even, you know, I came from the old school, man. Like I never even went and look at properties until, until somebody said yes. Like, so literally I would put these offers out and I would put, I would literally make realtors be like, who the, who the heck is this guy? Like he yep. just sent over 30, and I would send over like 30 offers, you know what I mean? Like in on, on 30 different properties. And you know, a lot of people say, because how you buy so many properties so fast? And I would yeah. tell them that it's like you, you only got so much time in a day. You can't go and see 30 properties, but you can actually send out 30 contracts like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now if 10 of them say yes, oh, you might not even have the money for the 10, but that's a good problem to have. That's because a great guess problem what? I got buddies <laughs> like you, other yep. people, I can say, hey. Look, man, I'm picking up two of these, man. I got eight left, man. Y'all got two hours to figure out what y'all want to do with it. Everything's been worked out. You know what I'm saying? Let me know if you want these. And then before you know it, everybody, everybody jump on. It. We take down 10 properties. Yep. And that's, uh, you know, I uh, I wholesale because, so I I'm, I have a very, a, a very small area where I invest, right? I'm, I'm Southwest of my area. Like I don't invest in Grand Rapids, right? Mm-hmm. Um I own nothing. I own nothing there. Um, but I own the prep done just outside of it. And, you know, people will, so, but people are like, Hey, I want to sell it to you. And this is what I do. And I'm like, look, absolutely fine. Like I'll buy your house, but I'm letting you know, I'm probably going to have a partner buy it because they like this area. They go, I don't care as long as you get it sold and you do this. And so, um, you know, and all of a sudden I, I accidentally built my business. Um, because I have friends whose parents started passing away. Cause like mm-hmm. I, I tend to, I tend to gear towards older friends. I mean, you're forward, like, but like, yeah, and you're 33. Right? Yeah. yeah. Let's say, you know, and I, I have, I just, I hang out with, I don't know, older people. Cause that's because I, you're trying to get those houses. I didn't know. <laughs> that. Like, you know, parents passing and, and hey, I don't want my mom's house. I don't want this. And so like, I just became the guy where they just hey, that was so quick. That was easy. You're not getting my mom's. I'm going to actually. No, you're not. Like, <laughs> you, you'll get it from Caitlin when I die. I'm assuming. But right, and so it's just because how smooth. And when I tell people like my my contract is one page. I mean, I, I assume your contract's a heck of a lot bigger. Um, no, my, my my contract is one page. Yeah, to say and it, it's because it's cut and dry, right? Like. I have to go to title. All that matters to me. It's just like a title for a car. I need one page to make it say exactly what it is. And I don't need to confuse people. And people are like, yeah, but you know, you can get screwed here and there. And you know what? I'm not going to do business with people that I'm going to get screwed by because I build a relationship and I have their general interest at heart and they have mine. Like I don't need to buy everybody's thing. And I can read people as much. Like I get there and they're like, Oh, this, I'm like, I'm not your guy. Right. Like I've, I passed up more money in my life than people have made. <laughs> like it, and yeah. so, um, Anthony, uh, anything else that you uh, you want to share with us? Um, how can people find you if they if they want more information on your uh, your program? Okay, well, yeah, um, of course, um, 
they can actually, if you uh, you want to catch up with me and want to find me, you can actually go to uh, Anthony Pan. I don't know if you guys got a link, but you can drop it in there. But I got linked uh, Linktree. They yep. can go to Linktree uh, forward slash APR. 1002 and they can jump on there if they were interested in the book they can grab the book i got a free master class on there 45 minutes i, I teach you five simple steps to making fifty thousand dollars or more on all your real estate flips uh which is a pretty good program that really teaches you the game and i teach you these five simple steps that we use that you definitely need to consider if you want to do that uh they can join my uh facebook group as well if they're interested in actually just because every week i do a free training on in my facebook group where i actually teach something maybe no money this i've been doing a series of how to purchase properties with no money here lately so that's been the big thing that i've been doing you know just teaching game on that but uh so stuff like that and then of course if they're interested in you know learning about the academy uh we do a free 45 minute uh consultation We'll sit down with you. We'll look at what you got going on, where you are, no matter where you are in the world. We'll just map it out, look at what you got, and we'll put together a plan for you. And then we'll also see if it's a good fit if you, you know, for the academy, you know, because one of the things with my academy, which makes it a little bit different, is that it's an eight-week course. Uh, but right now we have what they call a state master's capital as well. So I am actually working with partners raising money just for my students. So that way, when they graduate, we could actually do their first few deals. They can get out here and really get some stuff going. Not just, you know, you go through a program and you know how you finish the program. Then it's like, okay, what's next? You know, now we actually walk you, take you by your hand. Uh, We got uh, collective partners that we put together. We help you, uh, you know, put your contractors together. We actually help them become part of the whole family. And we creating this ecosystem around the world. Where we're helping people, you know, find good people because we know that, and I'm sure you're going to attest to it because you're in real estate is that it's some, just some people out here with just, with just a messed up viewpoint on how, how to do business. So we want to make sure that we weed out those type of people. And the fact that you get certified and come through this program, you actually gain access to all these different things. And then one of the last things that's neat, unique that we have is I have a state masters, the game that's be coming out. And basically it's based off of the fact that I was teaching 17 to 70. So I kind of created an education system that you know saying teaches anybody any age how to invest in real estate so i kind of created this game now in three phases phase one as i taught is understanding the money but it's actually e-learning infused with 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 gaming so it's actually kind of cool where they actually can get these points as they're learning and it breaks up their learning with a specific game in each phase. So they don't have to sit there and just be, you know, learning all the stuff about it. They can actually break off, get these points and those points they get to use in phase three. And then phase three is what they call the virtual city. And in this particular city, you got to take everything you learn in phase one and phase two, and you get missions. And the mission may be that you work at McDonald's, you make $9 an hour, you only got $250 in your bank account, and you got about four houses in six months. How would you do it? You know what I mean? So stuff like that. (laughs) Simple. I can do it yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can do it, right? But the average person be like, I know. How do I do it? You know, how do I buy, buy how do I buy four four houses in, in six months? And I don't, I don't, I don't work at McDonald's. I only got, and I don't got no money in my bank account. Yeah, like, you, what you, would I do? So up to 10,000 people, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. and, and that's really what people don't understand. Contacts, contacts, contacts. Get in contact with people, man. People 
connecting with people is really the lifeline for any person that's dealing with any type of business, including real estate. It's all the same. And real estate is a business in itself. And I think that's the biggest problem that a lot of people have when they get into real estate. They come in with this idea, oh, I'm just going to make it money. I was doing a training today in, in, in the academy and we were looking at, I was teaching them how to use a combination of a HELOC loan and a, and a deficit loan. Uh, how, how would you use something like that? And why would somebody even use a deficit type loan uh, to do a deal? And we, we broke it all the way down. And, you know, and, and at the end, the students are like, this is freaking mad. Like, I I can do this. Like, you know, this yeah. I can make this happen. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's what it's all about, man. But uh, but you're absolutely right, man. It's contact. So getting in front of people. So, Anthony, uh, we appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing with us your, your business experience, your past. Um, say, I, I wish you the best of luck in, in the future of this. Um, we want to give a big shout out to, uh, let's say, Anheuser-Busch uh, from the light beer. Uh, We're waiting for them to sponsor. We are. Um, Arbor Brewing, the holiday bake sale double mint style. What do you think? I actually enjoyed that. I did. I, I like it. It's not, it's not too heavy. Yeah. No, it's like, well, right. I mean, the, the lactose, the cream, yeah. it's just going to lighten it up. Like it, crazy. It, it really did. Very excited for uh, Rochester Mills. 12 oh, so steps. excited for that. We're um, tapping a new keg every day. Yeah. Same. I totally want to go. Very, very, very excited. So um, as always, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, so we, we are going to have some more guests come on. Uh, we we love having guests. They say everybody has a different path. Everybody has a different, yeah. uh, you know, goal set in mind. So again, thank you so much. We'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Man, we've been a pleasure, man. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you very much. Yep. You've dialed in to Box and Brews. You might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks and brews.